Antibody Apparel is clothing that keeps you in mind, keeping safety and health education at the forefront of their design. Antibody Apparel is made with love by a team of creatives and healthcare professionals who believe that conveying knowledge can empower the spirit through style and positivity. Antibody Apparel is all about quality, comfort, and style we can all depend on. So whether you need to be in a virtual meeting in five minutes or the dispensary in 10, throw on some antibody gear and you're good to go. Antibody Apparel is an expression of science through art. Follow them on Instagram at Antibody Apparel or visit them online at antibodyapparel.co. Selena was a treasure. Oh, I fucked up. What'd you do? Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so glad you have made it here today. Um, This is the Pot Smoking Moms podcast. We're a podcast. We talk about parenting and we talk about our favorite flower, cannabis. I'm Sunny D, along with my homegirl, Captain J. Hello, hello. Hey, if this is your first time here, welcome. If you've been here before, please, as always, uh, rate, subscribe, share, Review, throw down some words in a review. Give us a little bit of your words in a review. <laughs> because <laughs> that just opens up the door for other people to listen to, to find us. us. So um, uh, potsmokingmoms.com is a website. Be friends with us on all social media platforms. You know, all of them, just in case they pull us down from one. We can talk <laughs> about it in the other and you can... Stay in touch with us. And like we've said before, it's a different vibe on each one. Yeah, it is a different vibe on each one. We're trying to open up the vibes on more platforms, but. But we're not going to be able to actually, you know, post us smoking or anything on TikTok until we're in the millions of followers. Apparently. 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 So uh, if you can help us get to the millions of <laughs> followers, then apparently we could just do dabs straight up. Right. On straight up on TikTok. Or we can roll a blunt, you yeah, know. I and mean, we'll smoke a blunt and they won't take it down. Yeah, exactly. The double standard. <laughs> Talking about smoking, what you got on deck for today? Oh, today I am smoking some Dreamin' Sour. My God, you got that big ass bong packed up. I'm just going to do the remnants of this. This kind of killed my throat a little bit earlier, but I've been smoking pineapple upside down cake. I like it a lot. I know. It's one of my favorite strains right now. <laughs> um, That's a sativa, right? It is a sativa. Th- this is a sativa too. I usually don't do sativas, but yeah. I didn't want to be too sleepy. and Yeah, plus I also I uh, did bring some purple Wookiee, too, for the after show. No, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you got them, smoke it. This is your time. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, ah. Always love to light it up. <laughs> Remember when we first started and we would be like, and our smoking device today. <laughs> oh, we were doing smoking <laughs> device too? Yeah, because we used to actually share mm. back then and we'd roll we would it, use something different. We'd it. either do a joint or we did a bong or we did dabs one time. 
Well, we tried. Yeah. Percentages. Now we just each have our bong and. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, you know, one thing COVID has taught us is keep your germs to yourself, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. We don't need to be sharing spit. That's like, you know, that's already close enough. Sharing spit is canceled. So is coffee in public. That is no longer a thing you can ever do. <laughs> uh, I do it all the time, especially when I'm <laughs> hitting my vape pen. So <laughs> yeah, I am so nervous. I'm like, ah, whatever they can think, whatever. It's just a weed cough. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you get those funny looks though. Yeah. This weekend, dude, I have blue hair. I mean, <laughs> my family hates it. Oh, how did they react to it? You know, like your mom and sister. Yeah. The blonde, this round of hair style shit uh, did not go down too well. They didn't like any of the colors you've done. Mm, They like they didn't like this last round of things I did to my hair, which was pink and blonde, right? (laughs) Well, no, no. This last round I did. I bleached it more. Yeah, it was like a blonde bleach. Yeah. And then um, and then now I did blue, which whatever. I mean, it's hair. It grows. That's why I'm like. (laughs) Having fun with it now. You could just change it in another color like every yeah. time. Or throw a wig on. I've, I've actually been lamenting like having longer hair. I've seen videos. I've seen TikToks where they do a transition and it's like they toss their hair in the wind in slow motion. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, man. Or like when we did that that go TikTok, you're like, my hair doesn't like do anything. Because when we're in the car. Oh, yeah. yeah the yeah. one where you speed up uh-huh, with the glasses uh-huh. and we had our mini ears. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, but like, my hair doesn't flap in the wind. Exactly. <laughs> I don't have flappable hair. <laughs> Stiff now. Uh, we spent Easter, kind of did spend Easter together. We did. I, I didn't leave my house or do anything. You guys came over for a little Easter egg hunt, which was fun. It was nice for my kid to actually be able to play with other kids. Yeah, I know. Mine too. Considering <laughs> mine always talking about your kid. Yeah. Because she's probably one of like five other children she's friends with or knows. Period. <laughs> and poor Sid, like she hasn't hung out with many kids at all. She she's a pandemic. I know baby. you just. I just realized that yesterday when you asked me, and I was like, "Yeah, she's just really no." Wait until kids. things get back to normal. Like we were talking about yesterday, the last Easter egg hunt we did, not last year because obviously everything was canceled right. last year, but the year before the last one we did. We had like 20 something kids here. It was yeah. a lot of kids. It was really nice. Because all of our friends came and, you know, some of our friends have multiple kids. And yeah, yeah it was, was a lot of fun. at that one. Yeah, you were pregnant with Sid <laughs> and you had yet. Sloan. That was fun. That we, was it was fun. so big. We had to have two. We had separated the yeah, Easter the egg hunts for the, the little kids. Like this, was it? We did three younger. and under or something or four and under and one and then five and up on the other one. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to do those things. Again. I know. Have parties, <laughs> go to concerts. Concerts. Oh, so you saw the lineup for Bonnaroo. So let's, Bonnaroo. Let's just pull up this well, If you know this story very well, where Captain Jay <sighs> went in the RV and they got pulled over in Butts County. We love it. We heard, we love that story. I, one of my first camping festival music festivals was Bonnaroo and was with you guys it was I, with me, I yeah. did go to Bonnaroo like the first time with we Jesse. ever went yeah a long oh, time who's a producer, producer on our, our game show hi-fi. yeah god that was the first Bonnaroo we ever went to that was, that was Radiohead was the was yes, like a major headliner. Radiohead was the headliner for that it was 2012 we saw Beck was it 2012 no sorry it was 2006 
It was the 2006 Bonnaroo. And my last Bonnaroo 2006. was 2012. I went to six Bonnaroos. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Six or seven? Six. Party time. <sighs> Bonnaroo was like a, a second home to me. Like, I every summer I was on the farm. It was like... What I looked for. I was to on every- the farm. Yeah, that's what I we know, call it. I know, I know. It's the farm. It is, but like you guys say, it, like it's it's, it's our, our farm. home. <laughs> it's our farm. Like we were the only year that we didn't go. We went to 2006. We didn't go 2007. And then went eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Every year, we I, and you know what I just put away the other day? All the flags. Oh, every year right. we would make every a flag. Year. To find I have all the camp. flags, yeah, yeah. For, for our campsite. Oh, That's I miss so Bonnaroo fun. so much. I miss it so much. And this lineup, let me tell you, the first year I didn't go to Bonnaroo because I was pregnant, they had the most epic lineup. Like, it was the lineup made for me. Uh-huh. Like, if it was made for me. It was me. my Longorado that one you year. You know who was headlining yeah. that, that, that year that I couldn't go? The yeah. Beatles. Paul McCartney. Yeah. <laughs> Paul McCartney was there. <laughs> Paul motherfucking McCartney. If you guys know, I'm a huge Beatles fan. So like Bjork was there. That's a good one. Empire of the Sun. Like all these. Oh, Empire of the Sun's great. It was an epic lineup. I literally cried the day I was at work that I would normally, we would normally drive to the farm on Wednesday. (laughs) I'm getting, I'm getting like cracked in my sentimental <laughs> so emotional so that wednesday when i went to work and instead of being off of work and on my way to bonnaroo that morning when i was at work i was very emotional i was like i can't believe i'm not on my way to bonnaroo right now Poor and i've never been back since well listen september 2nd through the 6th <sighs> manchester tennessee bonnaroo music and arts festival the lineup is pretty sick it's in Same. I would say, okay, I'm going to say the people I'm interested in, which I will say would probably be the ones you're interested in as well. So Foo Fighters. Yes. Megan Thee Stallion. Fuck yes. Run the Jewels. Uh, well, our, 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 our biggest TikTok, our highest viewed TikTok <laughs> was to a Run the Jewels song. I know. Janelle Monet. Oh my God, I just saw Primus on there. I didn't see Primus Yeah, before. Primus. Gla- Glass Animals, <sighs> Deftones. Everybody that Friday night is amazing. What is after this? This is just Jones? Friday, guys. We're just that. looking at Friday's lineup on Bonnaroo. This is just Friday. I don't know those guys. Dashboard Confessional, Disco Biscuits, Nelly. Like Nelly, like it's getting hot in yes, here. Yes, bro. Nelly. <laughs> Primus, Grace Potter. Who else in that list? No. I don't know any of those other bands. Then the next day is Lizzo, which I've been dying to see. Oh, my see. God. Tame and Paula, which I've seen, are fantastic. Yes. I highly recommend. My Morning Jacket, g Easy, Incubus? Okay. Incubus. Mrs. Boys and Bud, you better bring your RV and meet us in Bonnaroo. Uh, yeah, right? That would be <laughs> sick. If we can get a bunch of Canna Moms to go over Come and meet on, us on a Bonnaroo. Laura. Oh, my God. We would have a whole, like, okay, look. Let's be real. If I do Bonnaroo again, it's got to be like RV or VIP styles. I'm not going to rough it like back in the day. It's so expensive, though. My my husband was looking it up last night. The it RV, is super expensive. It is RV. You got to pay for the RV. You got to pay for the RV hookup and an electrical hookup as well. You could bring your RV. I know, but you have to still pay for the spa and yeah. you have to pay for yeah. electrical hookup. Yeah. And that's like not cheap. 
Uh, he he was looking at the I private VIP about the cab, pri- tents. If they have he air said conditioning, that was probably uh, if they have cheaper. air conditioning, that sounded cheaper. If they have air conditioning, really, girl, oh I am nearly forty years old. Yeah. I am thirty nine. It is hot as fuck. You don't remember? Yeah, no. It I, was bad. It is hot. It's so much fun, but it's so damn. We used to pretty much That's during why you the get, day you get practically naked, and you just like during the day we would rarely go to much of the shows because one we're up the show music goes until six in the morning I know. so you're up super All late night. the next day you really even and sleep they start music at like 12 or 1 in the afternoon but you know they're usually smaller acts so we wouldn't even bother trying unless it was somebody we really wanted to see and then we would just go see them and come back because you have to like that sun is brutal and then there's dust everywhere being kicked up by everyone yeah that sucks yeah we would just have to walk around with like <laughs> like we yeah, make wear masks. Masks. Just <laughs> now we're all gonna have masks anyway there you go oh my god yeah it's gonna be i wonder how it's gonna be like first of all it's in september instead of june what it normally is um so it's not as hot it's not as hot oh my god that's different it's usually in the middle of june okay so okay that's a little more doable with camping then um Oh, it's Brittany just, Howard's going to be there too. The, the the lead singer of Alabama Shakes. Yeah. She has her she has her own thing now. Oh, she's solo. She's fucking amazing. Sylvan Esso, I really like they're going to be there too. King Gizzard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll consider it. Tyler the Creator, Lana Del Rey. But the v- VIP like uh tents that they have there on site already set up for you is an option. Uh, you know, to lug all that stuff and I know. pack all that stuff and set God, it all up. Do you up think this will be like people will be fucking packed at this place? That's what I'm worried about. I don't know like, how people it's going to be. Like, what are the to, like fucking get course, the hell out? What is the? Oh, that's another thing. We probably have to make a decision soon because I'm wondering if there's a limit on tickets because they have to scale down the crowds. Like usually, I think Bonnaroo is like eighty or ninety thousand people or something like that. 80,000, 90,000. I think it's a lot of, look at this. Look I at know, that picture. That is a lot of people. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> my anxiety of like. Being around people. Yeah. But my love of Bonnaroo. General admissions, 360. Maybe we start off with like, it, mm. this would be a good event to meet people at though. It would, but that's why I would definitely like to, want to the VIP our, our audience area out. separate because I feel like it would be less crowded. Look, I've never done VIP at Bonnaroo before. Yeah. But I'm 39 now. <laughs> You're like, fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, fuck that shit. Are, are we going to get another stimmy? Because <laughs> we get another know, stimmy right? straight to this. Mm-hmm. Look, four day VIP, 1,050. I don't know. That's just for one ticket? Oh, it's sold out. Wait. It's, buy resale. What? Anyways. Yeah. Well, we got to move on. I could talk about this. Forever. I know. Well, we can you- <laughs> figure out. We still got to go to 420 Fest first. Yeah. April 24th. 420 Fest. <laughs> I know. Well, uh, what am I going to do? <laughs> What am I going to do? That's fun, though, but we get to meet local people. 
Nah, we can't. We can't poop all over. No, four twenty fest is gonna be awesome because we get to meet our local peeps, and you know, meet new friends. We had a lot of fun the last time we went when we it was did. Fest. I think it was very fun. We and then we have our little moms weekend uh, with Pahead Mom and us, and it was fun. It was looking very forward fun. to it. I am looking forward. We got to, to meet Crystal, Miss Crystal. Um, we met a few people. We'll hopefully meet you out there. Meet us there. 424 in Sarasota. Oh, if it hasn't been flooded by black, by, uh, oh no, I think it's a neighboring county. I don't know how close it is. Is Sarasota Manatee County? I don't know. All right. Well, well, we will talk about, we'll talk about that later. We have a story about that. (laughs) Talk about that later. We get a little preview. Uh, We are planning a, uh, patrons only zoom sesh May 8th. So, um, if you're not one of our patrons, please go to potsmokingmoms.com. Click on the P and become part of our patrons. We get you get um some inside stuff, some additional content from us, a little bit more um personal and uh, you get extended interviews. You hear everything. You hear everything. Pretty much everything. Yes. All of our little screw-ups. <laughs> our little farts and unedited and, which I think like we've done pretty good on, so um, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, check out the patrons only zoom sesh coming May 8th. Coming May 8th. It's gonna be May. It's gonna be May. It's gonna be May. It's gonna be May. I was like, what is she doing? It's gonna be May. That's what I was doing. It's gonna be May. It's gonna be May. Oh, uh, that's like, um, I think that's Mother's Day weekend. But it's a Saturday. Right. It's Saturday. Not the Sunday. Not Mother's Day Sunday. So this is a little Mother's Day pre-party. Right. Exactly. We pre-party and that way we get nice and juiced up for <laughs> for the Mother's Day <laughs> Sunday, which we're going to just be end up being mothers that entire day anyway. So nothing really changes. <laughs> but hey, man, this is the uh, moment you've all been waiting for this week. New Mexico. Can you believe it? Right after New York. Oh, my Lord. How exciting. So Marijuana Moment reporting New Mexico takes first step on marijuana implementation before governor even signs a legalization bill. They're so excited. They're ready ready. to go. They're ready to go. (laughs) They're not wasting any time setting up its adult use marijuana market with regulators launching a website to provide information and the state's impending new cannabis policy before the governor has even signed the legalization bill into law. Lawmakers sent legislation to establish recreational marijuana to the governor last week during a special session that she has convened under the proposal retail sales wouldn't start until april 2022 but the state regulation and licensing department is getting a head start providing information to consumers and businesses the new website features a timeline for when the cannabis control division would have to create an advisory board when the business licenses would begin to be issued and when the retail market is expected to launch it also provides an overview of the fees associated with various license types. Finally, there's a page for important terms that define component, components of the legalization legislation. Say that three times real fast. <laughs> with the passage of House Bill 2 in the 2021 special session, enactment of the Cannabis Regulation Act is effective June 29, 2021, upon the signature of Governor Michelle Lujan Gershom. 
the website states. Even though the governor hasn't signed the bill yet, she has pledged to do so shortly after legislative staffers properly format it and send it to her desk. Legislature separately passed a bill last week providing for expungements of prior marijuana records. Yay! So here are some of the main provisions in the new legalization bill. Adults 21 and older could purchase and possess up to two ounces of cannabis, 16 grams of cannabis concentrates, and 800 milligrams of infused edibles. All products must be tested by licensed laboratories for contamination and potency. Home cultivation of up to six mature cannabis plants would be allowed for personal use, provided the plants are out of public sight and secured from children. Oh, my God. What happened? A fly just. Oh, the damn fly, dude. Keeps coming right back up in my house. nose. I'm, I almost inhaled that <laughs> shit. Oh my God. <laughs> um, Your household. I know. Hold on. I'm trying to like hope to God that the fly doesn't come and attack my nostrils again. Households would be limited to 12 total plants. Marijuana grown at home could not be sold or bartered. How can they control that? Legal retail sales wouldn't begin for another year or so with a target start date of April 1st, 2022 or earlier. Final license rules would be due from the state by January 1st, 2022 with licenses themselves issued no later than April 1st. Jesus. (laughs) It's like one thing after another over here with me. Advertising cannabis to people under 21 would be prohibited. With the use of cartoon characters or other imagery <laughs> likely to appeal to children forbidden. Of course. Advertisements would also be barred from billboards or other public media within 300 feet of a school, daycare center, or church. All products would need to carry a state's approved warning label. Okay, the standard. The standard, yeah. So there is no limit on the number of business licenses that could be granted under the program or the number of facilities a licensee could open. Although regulators could stop issuing new licenses if an advisory committee determines that the market equilibrium is deficient. That sounds fair. Small cannabis micro-businesses, which could grow up to 200 plants, would be able to grow, process, and sell cannabis products all under a single license. The bill's backers have said the separate license type will allow wider access to the new industry for entrepreneurs without access to significant capital. There you go. That's nice. So cannabis purchases will include a 12% excess tax on top of the state's regular 8% sales tax. And then beginning in 2025, the excess rate would climb by 1% each year until it reached a 18% max in 2030. Medical marijuana products available only to patients and caretakers would be exempt from the tax. That's good. Local governments could not ban cannabis businesses entirely as some other states have allowed. Ooh. Wow. Because there's places I hear that are just straight up banning that shit. They're like, nope. Yeah, they're not like, not here, Marco Island. <laughs> <laughs> Municipalities could, however, use their local zoning authority to limit the number of retailers or their distance from schools, daycares, or other cannabis businesses. This seems pretty fair. Um, I feel like so many rules have been put into place with so many different states that like the federal government should be able to take a magnifying glass and decides what way to go about the rules. I I think this is like the 17th state already. It's like, come on, already just get on with federal legalization. Yeah, seriously. Do all the states have to individually do this? Like, no. Which actually brings us to the next story. Uh, Marijuana Moment also reporting that Schumer says bill to legalize marijuana federally will be filed shortly. 
So Senate Majority Leader uh, Chuck Schumer said that the bill to federally legalize marijuana is imminent. He made the comments on the same day that the governor of his home state signed bill to legalize use adult use in New York. He said, I support decriminalization at the federal level and will be introducing legislation with a few of my colleagues shortly. Schumer tweeted separately on Wednesday, the Marijuana Regulation and Taxation Act legalizing marijuana is now law in New York, and I will keep working in the Senate to end the federal prohibition on marijuana and undo the damage of the war on drugs. Wow. The majority leader has teamed up this session with Senate Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden and Senator Cory Booker to craft legislation to end federal cannabis prohibition. They started by holding a meeting with representatives from a variety of advocacy groups to gain feedback on the best approach to the reform. While the text of the bill has, hasn't been filed yet and few details have been discussed, it's expected to remove marijuana from the list of federally controlled substances and promote social equity. Schumer made a point earlier this month to say that it's specifically, it will specifically seek to restrict the ability of large alcohol and tobacco companies to overtake the industry. Hmm. Instead, it will prioritize small businesses, particularly those owned by people from communities most impacted by prohibition and focus on justice, 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 as well as freedom, he said. Nice. He also urged voters to reach out to the congressional representatives and tell them that this is long overdue. On the House side, Judiciary Chairman Gerald Nadler said recently that he plans to reintroduce his uh, legalization bill, the MORE Act which cleared the chamber last year but did not advance in the Senate under GOP control. Now that Democrats have the majority in both chambers as well as the White House, there's a sense of optimism among advocates that comprehensive reform is achievable in this Congress. But with respect to the White House, Press Secretary Jen Psaki said on Tuesday that President Joe Biden's position on adult use legalization has not changed, Uh. meaning he still opposes the policy. He hasn't said whether he would sign or veto a bill to enact the policy change if it arrived on his desk, however. The president instead backs modestly rescheduling the plan, decriminalizing possession, legalizing medical cannabis, expunging prior marijuana records, and letting states set their own policies. I don't think he would veto it. No, I, I don't think, think if so it either. gets all the way through and it comes to his desk, he's going to be like, he's just going to sign it. I would hope. I yeah. would really hope. I think Kamala would be like, hey, bro, come on. Hey, Joe Biden. <laughs> hey, Joe Biden. Please. I mean, with all that bullshit they just did with firing or demoting and getting rid of people. Oh, all that, that nonsense. Yeah, yeah so, that still remains as like ridiculous. Yeah. So, you know, what else is ridiculous is this next story. Oh, my God. <laughs> So MaryJane.com reported Detroit restaurant makes Facebook posts saying people who smell like weed can't eat there. Good Lord. What did you want people to like? I mean, they would eat all the things like this doesn't I guess. Okay, let's see what it says here. (laughs) A Detroit steakhouse has shired thoughts against people coming into the eatery. What did you say? What did you say? I said a Detroit steakhouse has fired shots against people coming into the eatery smelling loud. Okay. I didn't even get to that part before you said uh, because you said something else. I said a Detroit steakhouse has fired shots no, against people. No, I think you said shired thoughts. That was you really you switched it around big time. But it's okay. The tapes will prove what what, what uh, we'll go back and we'll, we'll go back and listen. <laughs> I was like, "How many hoopity? 
How about a, a Detroit steakhouse has fired shots against people coming into the eatery smelling loud. Last week, Caucus Club oh, made God. a Caucus Club. This is the name of the steakhouse. Yeah. Made a fake Facebook post that specified that the scent of cannabis is not what it consider, considers business attire. Oh, Lord. Oh, gosh. Seriously, people, hoodies <laughs> and jerseys are not business attire. Neither are ball caps and sneakers, the post said, going on to draw blood over the green. Oh, Lord. Most importantly, if you smell like marijuana, don't even think of stepping inside the, the caucus, caucus club. club. The restaurant describes itself as a modern take on the classic dining experience, perfect for Detroit's revitalization. Revitalization? Re re Gentrification. <laughs> I don't know. They used revitalization. They're like, they went and they're like, what's another word for gentrification without saying gentrification? Raw revitalization. The post went mildly viral, drawing applause from diners who have apparently had a lot of problems with other patrons in the restaurant smelling like weed. Others called out the post for the inconsistency in its messaging and coded racism in the kind of wardrobe is cited as unacceptable. Yes, baseball caps, hoodies, jerseys. <clears throat> There's business people that dress like that. There are very rich business people that dress like that. Yeah, that, it's like not even, it, it doesn't even matter anymore. You could be wearing a garbage bag like and still be Like you're going to dinner, banking. why can't you go what and what you like to wear as long as it's a nice hat? I mean, there's some... You could dress. You could be dressed in a hoodie and a baseball cap and like jeans and whatever, and it still be, be nice because it's good, good quality. You know, right? Or you just look. Fly. It looks good. Yeah, look it looks fly. fly. You just look <laughs> to fly. Me, I don't right? see that. What I don't know. Um, I think the Caucus Club doesn't really even sound like a place I'd want to go to, anyways. <laughs> So quite frankly, like if you smoke weed and you're about to go eat at this place called Caucus Club, like mm, pump the brakes. <sighs> And turn around. What is it? Oh, so so then uh, when interviewed by a local news station, the owner of this place said that the restaurant has fielded complaints from customers about people wearing more casual outfits to the steakhouse and showing up for their porterhouses reeking of butt. People have actually complained about that? What <laughs> other people are wearing? No. I mean, probably a combination just because of... They probably don't want people to be so lax. They probably want to be bougie. Yeah, and that's they what want, this next you know little what I mean? quote is all about. So he says, we've had people celebrating their 50th anniversary last week. The week before that, they're getting dressed up. They're putting on an evening gown, their earrings, their best suit. They're coming out to celebrate and they expect to be surrounded by like-minded guests. So if you go in there with your, with your jeans and your baseball cap. Yeah, that's like not weed, business attire. I'm sure I mean, there's other look, steakhouses that can accommodate. It's a private, it's a private business, and if there's a, a dress code to go there, right. then okay, I understand. But why do they have to go into the whole smelling like weed thing? Just stick to the whole dress code. It's just not doesn't meet the dress code. So what if I go there dressed to the nines, looking like amazing, like I'm going to a freaking ball or some shit? But I reek of I reek of bud. I'd walk in there smoking this shit. <laughs> I'd be like, we should, we should like. <laughs> it's legal there. What do you expect? People smoke weed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, God, what are you going to do? If you smoke weed, don't go to Caucus Club. <laughs> Just don't go to Caucus Club because the name is Caucus Club. Caucus Club. Yeah, this story's silly. No, thanks. Pass. This next story. 
Oh man, we're gonna oh. get into it. Here's our yeah. next segment. Oh, this is so Florida. God. So, CBS News. Toxic water waste reservoir on the verge of collapse in Florida. So Could scary. cause a catastrophic event. Yeah, that sounds really terrifying. It, I mean, it is catastrophic. When when This is crazy, guys. So, on Saturday, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis declared a state of emergency for the area. Hundreds of residents in Manatee County, Florida, were ordered to evacuate their homes over Easter weekend as officials feared that a water wastewater pond could collapse at any time. Floridians fear what lies ahead as wastewater continues to leak. County officials said the pond, located at the former Piney Point Phosphate Processing Plant, had a significant leak. The Manatee County Public Safety Department told people near the plant to evacuate due to imminent uncontrolled release of wastewater. Officials are continuing their controlled discharge of water at a rate of more than 35 millions, million gallons per day. Officials said at the meeting the greatest threat for the time being is flooding. Even days after pumping water out of reservoir, there are still roughly 3,450 million gallons of wastewater that could suddenly be unleashed. Oh, my God. If the reservoir were to fully collapse, one model shows that the area could see a 20-foot wall of water within minutes. Oh, my God. We have a clip for this story, don't we? Yeah. A collapse of the aging reservoir could send a 20-foot wall of wastewater into nearby areas. That's why 30 million gallons of the contaminated water are being pumped every 24 hours into Tampa Bay and other waterways, raising fears it could kill fish and wildlife. Some 300 homes and a nearby prison already under evacuation orders. It's just a... You know, we're just cashing on all the gifts the boomers have left us. Jeez. So... They're just dumping this into Tampa Bay and other waterways, they said. What does that mean? Like controlled because they're trying to lessen the impact of what it would be when it does break. If it unleashes, it's going to go over all these houses and and places, people that live around there. They've all been evacuated. It's insane. That's insane. That's why there needs to be, before people do this kind of stuff, they need to have ideas of how to... 3,450 million gallons. Yeah, and then what happened? What was the other thing? They haven't, uh, everybody's been evacuated except for that prison. prison. There's like a prison within a mile that they've only evacuated like a portion of their population. Crazy. And I think they're just planning on moving people up in case it floods the bottom. Yeah, but But even waiting for that. What is that going to be like? I can't imagine. And then even in the, we didn't put it here, but in the article, it even said that even schools were being affected because like they canceled bus routes going through those, that area, because they obviously, if, if it were to break at any moment and there's kids on buses going through there and it's affected like six schools, transportation. Wow. That's crazy. This is just such a crazy story. And it's so sad that like, we just had those algae blooms like a few years ago yeah. and the what was That's it the red I was asking like what happened to the the red tide red tide red too tide. when all the dead fish we're gonna get that again guys and and manatee county is where my favorite place is anamir island uh, is right off the coast is like right on the edge 
is an island right off of Manatee County. Well, we're going to be keeping an eye on that just because it's, I mean, it doesn't directly affect us, but it does affect us. It does, because that's my favorite beach. It affects all the people in Florida. Yeah. And the the Gulf of Mexico, too. And Tampa Bay. Yeah, and, and that's going to affect it for a while, for a long while. Yeah, this is just, I haven't even, I've been avoiding that, that documentary on Netflix. Have you seen it? What? The Seaspiracy. No. I see it, and I'm like, I don't want to know. I don't, I mean, I, I know it's bad. I know it's going to be bad, and it's just going to piss me off. But it's all about the fishing industry and how it's affected our oceans. Yeah, I know there's a lot of people, too, who don't even, like, eat fish anymore because they are be, they're very specific with the fish that they eat because of the way that they're being um, overfished and destroying our oceans. Yeah. yeah. And how farmed fish is not very good either. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't look into it, but apparently this whole seaspiracy thing, I've seen people posting stuff, and I'm like, it's just another thing to, like, be so pissed off about. <laughs> yeah, I know. Another thing to be pissed off about is oh, our next story. Yeah, we don't have enough <laughs> things to be pissed off about. <laughs> this is actually a local government official. Of oh, ours. yeah, local guy. So, actually, I saw he was from Hollywood. He's from yeah. my my area. He's that local. My neck of the woods. He's that local. He's uh-huh. in your neighborhood. Okay. So New York Times is reporting that the Justice Department is doing an inquiry on Matt Gates. And it's focusing on cash paid to women. Mm. So the Justice Department investigation into Representative Matt Gates and an indicted Florida politician is focusing on their involvement with multiple women who were recruited online for sex and received cash payments, according to those close to the investigation and text messages and payment receipts reviewed by the New York Times. Investigators believe Joel Greenberg, the former tax collector in Seminole County, Florida, who was indicted last year on federal sex trafficking charges and other crimes, initially met the women through websites websites that connect people who go on dates in exchange for gifts, fine dining, travel, and allowances, according to the three people with knowledge of the encounters. Mr. Greenberg introduced the women to Mr. Gates, who also had sex with them the people said Jesus. One of the women who had sex with both men also agreed to have sex with an unidentified associate of theirs in Florida Republican politics, according to a person familiar with the arrangement. Can you imagine if it's that Manny Diaz guy? <laughs> Mr. Greenberg had initially contacted her online and introduced her to Matt. Mr. Gates, the person said Mr. Gates denied ever paying a woman for sex. The Justice, the Justice Department inquiry was also is also examining whether Mr. Gates had sex with a 17-year-old girl and whether she received anything of material value, according to four people familiar with the investigation. The sex trafficking count against Mr. Greenberg involved the same girl, according to two people briefed on the investigation. The authorities have also investigated whether other men connected to Mr. Gates and Mr. Greenberg had sex with the 17-year-old, two of the people said. Other men, huh? Mr. Gates, 38, was elected to Congress in 2016 and became one of President Donald J. Trump's most outspoken advocates. The Times has reviewed receipts from Cash App, a mobile payments app, and Apple Pay that show payments from Mr. Gates and Mr. Greenberg to one of the women, and a payment from Mr. Greenberg to a second woman. The women told their friends that the payments were for sex with the two men. According to the two 
people familiar with the conversations. So encounters during 2019 and 2020, Mr. Gates and Mr. Greenberg instructed the women to meet at certain times and places, often at hotels around Florida, and would tell them the amount of money they were willing to pay according to the messages and interviews. One person said that the men also paid in cash, sometimes withdrawn from a hotel ATM. Some of the men and women took ecstasy and legal mood-altering drug before having sex, including I mean, Mr. Gates, two people familiar with probably the Probably because they had said. to to get through it. <laughs> In some cases, Mr. Gates asked women to help find other. This is a part I thought was crazy. In, even crazier, anyways. In some cases, Mr. Gates asked women to help find others who might be interested in having sex with him and his friends, according to two people familiar with those conversations. Should anyone inquire about their relationships, one person said Mr. Gates told the women to say that he had paid for hotel rooms and dinners as part of their dates. The FBI has questioned multiple women involved in the encounters, including as recently as January, to establish details of their relationship with Mr. Gates and his friends. According to text messages and two people familiar with the interviews. No charges have been brought against Mr. Gates and the extent of his criminal exposure is unclear. Mr. Gates' office issued a statement in response to a request for comment. They stated, Matt Gates has never paid for sex. Mm -hmm. We should put that on a shirt. (laughs) We should put it on a t-shirt. Matt Gates refutes all the disgusting allegations completely. Matt Gates has never been on any such websites whatsoever. Matt Gates cherishes the relationships in his past and looks looks forward forward to marrying marrying the the love of of his life. life. Oh, look like the only look there's legit sex workers that if this is what they want to do and it's a consenting woman of proper age and I I guess it's illegal, but I don't really see a problem with that. Honestly. Yeah, me neither. When it's Uh, ultimately, but we don't know what these circumstances these women were in if if it was somehow it sounds very sex trafficky to me the one where he's like no, oh hey, do you know any girls who want to get over here come over yeah here. yeah i the problem with me is the underage thing like are are all these women underage like because that young girls get manipulated and groomed into these kind of situations yep. and they don't know any better but if it's like a mature woman that wants to do it then I'm I'm really I don't I don't have a problem with sex workers, but yeah, but it's the part the well it's the part the trafficking part where they get exploited and they get groomed into it's not like well the trafficking part setting is, their own hours is is like <laughs> when you take them across state lines or whatever. But if it's like a woman that this is what she does for a living and she wants to go to New York to go fuck this politician, whatever. Right. But if it's a child, yeah, that's a problem. Big time, and you know. Morally, obviously, I don't think it's right. Right. You know, he's with somebody and he's paying somebody else for sex and, you know, yeah, trying period. to get. I thought I actually was surprised that he's like engaged and I was expecting him to be like married with children and shit. I mean, who knows? Maybe his fiance knows he does this and has no problem. Yeah, maybe. She... I still think he's scummy and he's I think it's definitely been minors involved. And then he was on Fox News and he did that interview, interview with Tucker, with Tucker Carlson. Carlson. Yeah, that guy's that shit was crazy to watch. Too. He tried to like pull him like into it with him into yeah. the dirt with he's like, "Oh, you were accused falsely whatever once and it was not true." You know? Right. <laughs> he used it to make his point. Yeah, and still, this guy's like, "Oh, uh, you're referring what did he said? He said you're referring to a mentally ill person that accused uh, me of something over 20 years ago." Right. <laughs> yeah. 
He was just trying to, you know, relate. <laughs> he was just trying to relate. He's like, uh, I don't relate to you. Hey, that's, that's not the same thing sexual... as what is happening to you with a federal investigation. <laughs> Insane. In the membrane. Yeah. The guy looks like a real nice, like, you know, frat boy, too. Um, and he... And then yeah, his his whole um, defense that he the reason why he's innocent is because somebody tried to extort him. Oh, for and his for family. this before it came out, like right. he's some somebody that knew this story that was going to come out, somebody that knew this investigation was happening, was trying to extort him and find saying that I can help squash this or right. help you out or whatever, and he went straight to the FBI supposedly to try to catch this extorter. And he thought that was proof that he didn't do any of these things. That's just because somebody's trying to extort you to try to help you cover it up doesn't mean you didn't do it. Right. <laughs> if anything, it means that there's something there. They're just there. making He's, it up. Yeah, I don't know. They're just making it up. And somehow there's all these receipts, you know, <laughs> that you have. Well, hey, I mean, ultimately they're looking into it. So there was an investigation for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> but um we uh i don't know if we're gonna keep up with that story that much no, but i'm but sure we'll hear about it in i'm the sure future. all of you guys are hearing about it yeah but thanks so much for uh tuning in to the pot smoking mom's podcast we appreciate you investing your time and investing your ears in this podcast we know you have other options but we're glad you chose us <laughs> Um, hey, you know, thank you to our sponsors, as always. Thank you guys for contributing to the I show, for for giving us, you know, uh, some inside, you know, like just gearing us in the right direction sometimes. We, lo- we love talking to our, our sponsors and our patrons. Yanni Reyes, Destiny Adams, Lauren Hadsel, Jesse Reyes, Christy Rodriguez, April Collins, Terry Grimsley, Shelby Gleckler and Antibody Apparel. Thank you guys so much for believing in the Pot Smoking Moms. Thank you guys for listening. We hope to catch you around. See ya. See ya. <laughs>